The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoking. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey, you were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stein. Have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbells. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set today. Strong cigars that make you turn green or will it be green cigars? It's that make St- you turn strong. There we go. It's St. Patrick's Day, and we got Irish whiskey, and that's wishful thinking for Barry Stein over here. And today we're talking about wishful thinking for cigars, cigar collaborations, and events. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. I'm in no hurry to light up, but it is a cigar show. We should light up. And uh, we are on the La Flor Dominicana sound set. So if we're going to smoke somebody's candela, let's smoke La Flor Dominicana's candela. Mr. Jonathan Connie was here last week, and he said he'd get us a box of these over to us. And as promised, here they are. Barry, what is it? Well, today's first cigar is the La Flor Dominicana Double Claro, and it's made in the Dominican Republic by La Flor Dominicana. The size we're about to smoke is the 5.5 by 42, also known as the number 42. And it features an Ecuadorian Candela wrapper with a Nicaraguan binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic. A single cigar price is $760, and a box of $25 will set you back $190. Okay, so inside the box, as we opened it up, is a little piece of uh, parchment paper that says, La Flor Dominicana is donating $0.02 per cigar sold in the USA to help Cigar Rights of America in their fight against government abuse of our industry, which is exactly what it is, abuse of this industry. So you'll notice uh, on a lot of boxes of cigars this little stamp that's on there. You want to pull me up there, Ed Sullivan? And that stamp that's in the top of the box, in the inside top of the box. I've seen it on the outside uh, of boxes. It's it's somewhere on there. If you see that, they're uh, donating a couple of cents um, to for every cigar that's sold, which is very nice. Um, and we'll see if the cigar is very nice. This particular size of the LFD Candela I have never smoked because we all know smoking these thinner cigars is going to make it a... Oh, heavy. don't even yeah. freaking start. <laughs> don't even start. Um, but to me, it's, it's an unfinished product, a Candela green cigar. So a green cigar to you is like a tomato to you. Correct. It's in its larval state. Yeah, it's not done. And it isn't done because it was not fermented. But in the, the spirit of St. Patrick's flash Day, 
We have uh, yeah. green pillars. There's a lot, and of we have a green cigar. There's a lot of people smoking green cigars today, drinking green beer. The people drink green food, vegetables. I guess you could eat a broccoli yeah. all day. That's not what's going on though. But it is St. Patrick's Day. I don't understand the the corned beef and cabbage. Don't know it. Don't like it. You ever had it? Once. Never again. It's a boiled dinner. We're yeah, gonna yeah. get we're gonna get to all that. Right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo oh Perdomo cigars. <laughs> Mick Perdomo cigars. Ah, Any? Uh, yeah. I see what you did there. He's right. gonna attempt to make everything <laughs> Irish today. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and oh excellence. For the rest of the day, I'd like to be referred to as Barry McSmartass. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> How about Barry McDouche Nugget? That's more like it. Mr. J. McGay. Oh. All right. <laughs> These Irish guys are going to start fighting pretty soon because we're going to start drinking too, which is always a good thing on this show is add alcohol to it. Yeah, take if this you mess. Can't make, if you can't make it any worse, add alcohol. Mm. Any Irish uh, famous well, saying? Uh, well, the Irish word for health is schlanta, so schlanta. Schlanta, Ed Sullivan, the only Irishman here. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you the correct pronunciation. Schlanta, Augustanta. I was close. So you were pretty good. That's Gaelic? Are you supposed to shoot this, or what are you supposed to do? No, just sip, sip it. <clears throat> so what do we got? It's not the worst one I've had. So the liquor or? Yeah, liquor. So it was launched in 2016. It's the second of the Jameson Whiskey Maker Series. And this blended Irish whiskey is 43% alcohol by volume or 86 proof. The 750 milliliter bottle retails for $69.99. Wow, big spender, parents. Wow. Yep. And uh, the name refers to a small, thin vessel made of copper attached to the chain. The chain allows the dog to be dipped into the stocks, allowing the blender to create an expression of whiskey. And it was also used by the worker to sneak small amounts undetected to quench one's thirst. So, so you're saying I thought for a second that you were talking about the chain that I had around my dog. Are you saying they dipped a dog in this? It's a little <laughs> copper jigger. Okay. Or in my house, we call it a cod piece. It's very little, <laughs> but it's still attached by a chain. And it's uh, aged for 12 to 16 years in American oak, virgin oak, and sherry casks. So there's a little bit of sweetness on this Jameson compared to the regular bottle, which has a little bit more of a bite. Yeah, it's got a little cinnamon, a little clove, a little pepperiness. All right, and this tastes grassy, as it should. Grassy right? AF, they're delivering. Oh, isn't that clever? Can we share this? Instead of double Lajero, it says double Claro at the bottom of the ah, band. Because it is double Claro. Pretty good. Want to pass these good. out to everybody? If there's enough, make sure you grab yours first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to light our LFD Double Claro today, the number 42, with the Lotus CEO. This is a triple jet, double action. You do have to flip the lid by hand, double action. Press the button down, you get three jets. I'd rather. You got a flip-out bullet punch at the bottom, and you got a double wide, and it is patented. 
the Vertigo Big Ass Tank on this Lotus. They're the same company. Lotus just is representative, representing the higher or the upper echelon of their lighters. They do not patent it, and I think I'm going to set out for the patent of the Big Ass Tank, and at the end of it, I'll say, one of these days, just sh show you that I own the patent of the Big Ass Tank. Is yeah, it's the patented Vertigo Big Ass Tank, and uh, the Lotus CEO retails for $39.99. For a Lotus, this is their high end. Correct. $39.99. Yeah, the Vertigo stuff tends to be on the lower end, and then you go into the Lotus stuff, which is upper, upper to mid, and then their black label is uh, the highest, highest end. It's actually not a bad candela. See, that's like a half-ass compliment. <laughs> <laughs> if I took the band off, well, if I blindfolded myself, I think I'd have a hard time identifying I this. I wouldn't. I, w I would have no trouble knowing this is a candela, I think. Yeah, I don't have that, that grassy wow. dew that you usually get off of a candela. You know, it has that LaFleur Dominicana spice to it. Here's the problem with this cigar. First off, it's a candela. And then it's full of bodied. It's a strong cigar on top of it. This is not working for me. <laughs> well, it's not so strong. You. It's not so strong that you can't still taste the candela, which, you know what? I like a candela every once in a while. And I, and I smoke them more often than just St. Patrick's Day. Uh, a couple of times a year, I typically light up. What it doesn't have is... Uh, some big ass tank. Well, it doesn't have that either. <laughs> right. But some candelas have more of a floral component to them, which can be a little overwhelming to my palate. This is less on the floral, and maybe they just beefed up the filler a little bit to get rid of the floral. I'll know as I get down further. Seaweed. See, and I would think you would get the wrapper. When was the last time you put a seaweed in your mouth? It's happened. It's never happened. You've never had. You've never eaten seaweed or kelp. You've never had a kelp chip? I have. Get the hell I have. out of here. There's I have. no friggin' way. Someone lied to you, and they had to have lied. Oh, they tried the sour cream or not? You wouldn't eat that because that's got uh, sour cream. You don't do sour cream. So you would think the thinner ring gauge of the cigar, the candela, would be more prevalent because there's more wrapper to filler on the ratio. But, there's, but you because don't get that. Because the ring gauge is full of body, therefore. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see you shaking your head, Mr. Jonathan. It's audio. They can hear it. They can hear that. <laughs> so, Ed Sullivan, this has to be up your alley. You like the smaller ring gauge. You like are, the full of bodied. You're a total geek when it comes to cigars. You, you yes. are an Irishman. And I do enjoy a candela from time to time. All right. So, is this right up your alley? I am enjoying this thus far. You know, I, I do get a little grassiness, uh, you know, to channel Mr. Jonathan. I think it's a Kentucky bluegrass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're talking, Ed Sullivan. Yeah. It is Kentucky bluegrass. <laughs> Freshly mown. Obviously. Obviously. Very distinct. Very distinct. It's sweeter than the other grasses. Really? All right. So our resident Irishman is Ed Sullivan. What the heck is St. Patrick's Day all about, Ed Sullivan? Well, mostly it's about the commercialization of what started as a religious feast day. So all it's right. Christmas. So, I mean, that's a particularly American thing to take anything and commercialize it. Yeah. But, you know, if you go back to the history. But this is the Irish doing this, right? The Americans are the king of commercialization. All right. 
If we go back in history, St. Patrick is the pat patron saint of Ireland. They believe he died on March 17th. Was he Italian, St. Patrick? No, but he was not Irish. Okay, but he was not Italian. He was not Italian. All right, I've heard over the years. It was and an Italian person who told me that. I though. guess we're all... <laughs> yeah, it was your mom. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll all get two points if the classic three-way wants the date of his death, which was 461. Oh, AD. my God. I have to show Mr. Jonathan. I'll mm -hmm. show you. But uh, he wasn't <laughs> Irish. When died he on this day. March 17, the traditional death of St. Patrick, the foremost patron saint of Ireland, A.D. 461, and you ruined the whole contest at the end. <laughs> I was I mean, writing it down in case you asked. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Chances are he'll forget, and I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> Isn't that something? Okay. But, yeah, as I said, he's, he wasn't Irish. When he was about 16, he was captured by Irish pirates from his home in Britain and taken as a slave to Ireland. Now, he lived there for six years and escaped, but um, I think he heard voices somehow in this escape, and maybe he talked to God, who knows what was going on in 461. Yeah. But he became a cleric, and he returned to Ireland to uh, convert the pagans. So he shuffled paperwork for a living? Correct. <laughs> a cleric, yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's a, there's a bunch of legends around St. Patrick. You know, part of the reason for the shamrock is that legend has it he used the shamrock to teach the pagans about the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. All right. But uh, the big legend around him is that he drove the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah. Now, they uh, supposedly attacked him during a 40-day fast on the top of a hill. That's called hallucination. Yeah, however... And that happens when you don't eat for 40 days. So do it they, can happen. Uh, do all, they have snakes in Ireland? Well, all evidence suggests that post-glacial Ireland never had any snakes. So it wasn't a big job to get rid of the non-existent yeah. snakes. I'm the guy that got rid of the elephants here in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> Notice we don't have any? That was me. St. David of Garofalo. So, yeah. <laughs> So the way this evolved is that it, it actually is a Roman Catholic feast day that was celebrated in Ireland since around the 9th or 10th century. Um, eventually, it became a public holiday in the Republic of Ireland, in Northern Ireland. And as a public holiday in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day, all the pubs were closed until sometime in the 70s when that changed. So it's been traditionally a religious day in Ireland. It is a holy day of obligation, which means you're supposed to go to church. There's not a lot of that going. Around here, they say you're supposed to go to the pub. Absolutely. Right? A lot That's of pubs in Manchester open up at 6 in the morning for kegs and eggs. Okay. So it was Drinking beer and having eggs. It was really the Irish Americans that were largely responsible for turning St. Patrick's Day into a celebration of Irish culture and heritage. Drinking and fighting. That is the Irish culture and right. heritage, correct. Okay. So in, in 1724, it was actually the Charitable Irish Society in Boston that held the first St. Patrick's Day parade. So that was even before the revolution. In New York in 1762, Irish soldiers serving in the English military held their first parade. But the real official launch of the New York City St. Patrick's Parade was in 1848. So that, 
sort of coincided with the first big wave of Irish immigration, potato famine, millions of Irish ending up in the U.S. and celebrating their heritage. Now, the uh, habit of dyeing the Chicago River green didn't yeah. start until 1962. I've seen that. But it just seems like a waste of perfectly good food coloring to me. <laughs> on the on the Irish side, though, their first parade was in 1903 with a Dublin parade in 1931. Now, starting in 1995, Dublin launched a St. Patrick's Festival. So that was really done for tourism reasons, mostly to uh, get the Americans to come over and celebrate. So it, say, it, yeah. it really is sort of backwards here. You know, the Americans really kicked this off as a celebration day. Well, we just look for any reason to drink. That must be it, you know, and I think the, the important thing to note is that it is, if you're going to uh, use the diminutive, it is St. Paddy's Day, not St. Patty's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day. Correct, to be most formal, yeah. but, you know, if you happen to know St. Patrick, I guess you could have called him Patty. I didn't know him. Now, no. why green? Why is it all green? Even I, I'm looking here at the stage set. We have our columns colored green today. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, there was some talk that originally the color was blue, but um, the color green came to be associated with Ireland and appears on the Irish flag. And then I think the shamrock reinforced the greenness of the St. Patrick's See, I didn't know which holiday. one to go with, so I went with the blue background. And the green on the pillars. Right. So I would think Greenland would be good for green. <laughs> but Greenland's I always covered in ice. I, I always get confused. Iceland's green and Greenland's ice, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, they're back. This is a crazy world. Did you know in. there are seven times more people with Irish heritage in the United States than there are living in Ireland? Really? Yes. Makes sense. Because Ireland's so small. Is it, is it small in size or just... Well, either that or there's a lot of lands. drunken sex that leads to drunken children. <laughs> I need more. <laughs> Give me more whiskey. <laughs> wow. That's right. Oh, boy. He's not pacing himself. It's St. Patrick's Day. We're, we're doing this thing. I heard that's an expensive bottle. And I don't want Barry to get caught driving, driving around with an open bottle. Go easy. <laughs> oh, that's geez, ridiculous. We were double. Double? Holy God. Get in my belly! Do it. That was an Irishman right there, right? <laughs> That's right. I give you a four-second pour versus a two-second pour. Yeah, you can't work in my bar, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jameson. So, um, if you guys don't mind talking about the cigar for a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm tasting a little bit, and this is going to sound uh, a little goofy, but Chinese the pods? Um, Cape Cod Potato Chip Company. Yeah. I like they make a kettle. sour cream and chive. It's not sour cream and onion. Sour cream and chive potato chip. I'm picking up a little sour cream and chive off this candela today. <laughs> I don't do sour cream, but I don't do these either. So I don't know if it's the liquor, but I'm getting a little bit of a vanilla sweetness with some spice. It's the but liquor, getting, and you're reading off your notes about the, but the I don't, where, whiskey. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, somebody's got to be the voice of sobriety in this mess. Right. So, so what are we tasting here, Ed Sullivan? I, I think I already explained it. It's freshly mown. Mo Mo Ken, yes. Kentucky bluegrass. 
all the way through? It's going to be like this? Uh, yeah, there's not a ton of complexity, but I think uh, they did, you know, beef up the filler on it, and I think it diminishes the grassiness. I'll tell you something. It's not kicking my butt like it was earlier when I started drinking. Well, the whiskey made you stronger. All right. Makes you stronger? <laughs> yes. I thought that was spinach. Get any spinach out of this? No spinach. Spinach water. The water from the spinach. Well, the spinach made Gilligan a lot stronger. I'm sure you know that episode, Dave, with the radioactive seeds. Yes, yes, I do. Gilligan, help him get off the island. <laughs> okay, that's the ding ding, and it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair, old Victor Sinclair, Mick Victor Sinclair, Victor Sinclair cigars. Not them, Mr. Jonathan. It's horrible. I'm trying here. It's horrible. Would you rather experience a sharp pain on your side each time someone says your name versus have a bell sound each time you're aroused? <laughs> I'll take the bell sound. It'll be much easier to get my wife to notice. <laughs> Every single time. You're not no funny. Ma- no, no matter you wh- suck. <laughs> Experience a sharp pain in the side each time someone says your name, Mr. Jonathan, ouch, or have a bell sound every time you're around. Well, no one at first is going to know what the bell sound is about. (laughs) They're just going to hear a bell. So this is forever and ever. Yeah, I don't care. You can be like Barry and change your name. He has not changed his name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I will say I did. He, it's Barry McSmartass. He is <laughs> Barry Bellavo on Skype, so oh, I end really? up I end up having to look for him for an hour, <laughs> like because I forget that that's his fake last name. And on, <laughs> and on Gmail as well. I don't Gmail you. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the bell every time I'm aroused, and I may, after a year or two, just start telling people that that's what's happening. Hmm. Just popping little blue pills, and bells will be going off. I might add a whistle. Waiting on a customer. Bell goes <laughs> off. Getting something to eat. Is the bell again? <laughs> Sitting here with me. Bell. Walter. I'm like, what the hell is this all about? Walter, how many times have I told you to walk in here with a hat, damn it? You know what your bald head does to me. Yeah. It could be embarrassing. I don't get embarrassed. Now I'm going with the bell sound. Yeah, you're definitely shameless. You we got two bells. What do you say, Ed Sullivan? Yeah, I'm going bell. That's it. You guys are okay, huh? Uh-huh. What about you? No, I had to sit down during class in school, wait on the, you know, do this thing on the board, and I'm like, okay, I'll take the F, right? <laughs> think, think about how Can't great it would be at a bar if this bell went off, if the girl didn't walk away, you would uh-huh. know you're getting some. So the bell has its benefits. There's benefits to the bell? There is no friggin' bell. This is all imaginary. It is not. This is the I truth. want it to happen. To- the bell goes off. The fact that you're agreeing with me right now, the bell would be going off. Now, every time something's going on or something, I'm just going to hit this bell, and <laughs> we're going to all know that somebody's aroused here. <laughs> all right, so we said we're going to talk about on the show today collaborations um, or things that um, would would wish be wishful thinking here uh, for the cigar industry. We know FDA is not allowing new cigars to come out, and there's battles going on right now to actually – try to stop this in the 11th hour. I mean, this thing is over. Um, but there's some wishful thinking out there from some people, and I hope they're right by, by all means. But right now, as it stands, 
no new cigars, no new brands, no collaboration. Um, so I'll give you, for instance, um, the first collaboration I remember, and we're smoking La Flor Dominicana right now, was in 2003. Lito Gomez from La Flor Dominicana collaborated with Christian Aroa from Camacho. And Lito made a Camacho, and Christian Aroa made a La Flor Dominicana. They produced 50,000 cigars each. They used their own farms in making the cigar. So you had a um, Honduran brand, Camacho, being made from all Dominican tobacco by somebody else, and the same vice versa with uh, Christian Aroa. And um, those were 24-count boxes. I wish I had something because I'll tell you, both of them did a great job with each, with, with each other's brand. Do you remember which one you liked better? That was the thing, and they actually had a contest up there to see which one ended up uh, being better. I don't remember which one, but they were both very, very good. I remember seeing more LaFleur Dominicanas on the shelf, so that might lead you to believe that the Camachos sold, sold a little more. Sold better. Um, I, they all sold. I mean, there was only 2,000 boxes of them, so it wasn't like the, um, of each one. So if you have one of them, let me tell you, you got a valuable product right there because it was a big deal. It was a collaboration 2003 to 15 years ago, right? Um, since then, we saw Rafi and Liddell do a Romeo and Juliet, and the next thing you know, they bought his company. Uh, A.J. Fernandez did a Monte Cristo. Some may argue the same thing's going on there. Uh, Pete Johnson made Henry Clay. So collaborations ended up happening uh, over and over. Um, what would you like to see if somebody could do somebody else's cigar? I came up with this idea in 2010, and I didn't understand why it was so poo-pooed. But now, knowing, some, knowing more about the players in the industry, I get it. But I still would like to see Nicholas Trey, that's Nick Perdomo III, yep. and Ernesto Perez Carrillo III collaborating and doing a Star Wars-themed cigar, and it would be called... NEP3PO. Yeah. And that's the collaboration. And that's not because you got it right. <laughs> You're out. You're not funny. <laughs> you suck. I got, I got two but I'd like to say. I appreciate say. all the work you did into to making that, but it was terrible. Good. I'd like to see the, old, <laughs> I'd like to see the oldest cigar factory in Nicaragua, in Hoya de Nicaragua, yeah. make something with the oldest cigar factory in the Dominican Republic, La Aurora. Mm. and have them each use their own tobacco. And then I'd like to see something a little bit geeky. I'd like to see Pete Johnson do something with, with Skip Martin's tobacco, and I'd like to see Skip Martin do something with my father's tobacco. Ah. But the, my, isn't it the same tobacco? They're both Nicaraguan tobacco? It'd be the different same. farms. Okay. And different blending. I mean, you could taste Pete's stuff is more cedary, where Skip's stuff is more spicy. It'd just be interesting to see them using different tobacco. Yeah. Um, and then the biggest collaboration is I'd like to see Vertigo, Zycar, Lotus, DuPont all work together to get a fuel that lights up in the cold weather. Because if you leave your lighter yeah. in the car, you're sitting on it for 10 minutes before it'll work. So they came out with fuel that will work at high altitudes. Yeah. I want fuel that will work in cold weather. Okay. Um how about um, wait? Mine sucked, but that didn't no. suck. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just leaving it <laughs> out because that was. He was asked to come up with cigar collaborations. No, at Sullivan, I came up with two, and he makes a and, friggin' he and wants then I butane. Went the extra mile, right? But I would like that product. 
Oh, so you'd like it, therefore it makes it a viable suggestion. Come on, here that, in it, New Hampshire. You went off the reservation completely. You have that problem? It was How 25 often? degrees this morning. My lighter would not light. I had to sit on it for a few minutes before it would or light. Or you could put it in your pocket, and it's always... In your pocket, and it's always warm and nice. And yeah. take it in the house with you and leave it. Yeah. That's too easy. That's <laughs> too easy. Okay. See, I've never had the problem because. Because you plan. No, because don't you put the lighter in your pocket? Where do you put it? On the dashboard? Where's your, where's your lighter? In your pocket. You got a problem when you light or not lighting up because it's too cold? Not once ever. I light up a cigar on the way home from work. I throw the lighter on the dashboard. There's your problem I'm right running there. into the house. I'm leaving it on the dashboard. I come out. It's 20 degrees in the morning or colder, and it won't light. Leave that on your dashboard in the summertime. I hope you do. I, I've done that. I had a DuPont lighter blow up on me. There we go. Have you learned anything? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to follow it. <laughs> Jonathan's around. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, you mentioned uh, Romacraft. I'd, I'd like to see Steve Saka work with Romacraft. No. That, that would be a collaboration yeah. that I would like to see. And I know Steve Sock is very against collaborations, but I'd like to see it. Another one with Skip Martin. I'd love to see Skip Martin and Nick Perdomo work together. Oh, wow. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and the other way They're around. They're both listening right now, yes. cursing you out. All right. I would love to see it. I have a good one. Yeah. All right. So 724 has a dog walker size, right? And Omar DeFrias worked for NASA. Yeah. So they come out with a cigar together. It's a little short, powerful cigar with Nicaraguan tobacco, and it's called the Dog Rocket. Dog Rocket. Yeah, that'll go good, right? Nailed it. Dog Rocket. How about uh, Ariel Dickowitz, Yanni Garcia, and uh, one of the Casada girls come out with a cigar called Menage a Trois? They did come out with a cigar together. It was called Trey Rainers, but Menage a Trois. With a soul battle, they'll still be in business. Uh, I'd like to see Nelson Alfonso make a blend for Davidoff. Wouldn't that be great? I would like to see that. Um, how about Fuente doing it with Padron and vice versa? Yeah. That would be a nice face-off. Right? There'd be an iconic one right there. All right. How about Rafael Nadal takes his F-55 and he partners up with Glenn Case's pissed-off Kristoff and they come out with a cigar and it's called F-U. F-Y-O-U. F for the F-55. Right. That's the U. The U is... You, you suck. I hate you. I'm pissed off. Pissed off, okay. That's what you, the F-U. Okay. Uh, how about Nick Melillo, the wise man, blending for crown heads? That would be a big jump yep. start for both of them. That would be a good thing, right? This is where I was going, but you're going a different way. But I appreciate it. I appreciate the effort. Terrible. <laughs> I got one more. Yep. All right, so Asylum goes outside the cigar industry, and they, they collaborate with Pitbull, the music artist, one of the greatest selling artists of all time. And they, uh, he's from Caliocho, so they come out with the, the Crazy Eights. Because Ocho means H, eight. Yeah. Asylum. Yeah, I like it. Crazy Eights. Now, that's not bad. Now, that one's not bad. That's the stupidest one that I have, and not you bad. like it. <laughs> That one's not bad. I almost it, didn't read that when it's so dumb. Nope, they would do that. They would do that. All right, I got more. I got a whole bunch more, but uh, early thoughts here on the La Fleur de Minute Candela. I'm not hating it. No, I like it. I like Candela. For me, there were two cigars that came out. I hated that, the very beginning of it. That kick-started the Candela among the cigar geeks, and it was the Illusioni Candela, 
which came out the same time as Lafleur Dominicana Candela, and they totally changed the way Candela was looked at, at least from a cigar geek standpoint. And this is probably the least Candela Candela. What is so geeky? on the market? What is I don't understand. But what's you look geeky you, about Illusion. But you He's, look. But you look at it. You go back about. I, I would say it was about ten years, maybe eight to ten years ago. It's a private label you, for a you, cigar shop. But you looked at Candelas, and Candelas were something that our grandfather smoked back in the day. It, yeah, it, it really was American market. Right, selection. it was something that really had no following anymore with new cigar smokers. Absolutely. And then you had these two companies come out with a Candela in the modern age. Yeah. And it created more of an awareness for Candela yeah, cigars. Yeah, younger guys, hundred percent true. Hundred percent true. Not that they sell. Not right. that they sell anyway. I mean, put that into the Lancero category. Mm-hmm. The only thing you could do worse than that, if somebody, God forbid, came out with a Candela Lancero, and they did. Mm-hmm. Maybe Barbara pulled it. Yeah. Partnered with Pitbull, called the Crazy 8 Asylum Lancero. Look, with Pitbull? <laughs> with the cigar you're referring <laughs> to is come from? 99 Problems from Asylum. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that was another good one. But I don't understand. I don't understand what makes Illusion geeky and Dos Hombres not geeky because that's it, a private label for it, it, a, a cigar it, shop. It's not so much that it makes them geeky. It just well, became a cigar that put it to the younger generation. Went to the next generation. But how is a random guy's cigar shop brand if out a, in the if, Midwest? If a Torofa went, they were the first two guys smokers. to really do it. If a Torofa went, they did it, and they did. They came out with a Candela. It did not go to a younger generation. Right? If Hoy de Monterey did it, and they did, mm-hmm. it did not go to a younger generation. When those guys did it, the younger generation were coming in. So instead of, that cigar instead, of selling, time. instead of selling three quarters of a box of Candela in a year, they sold a box of Candela? Correct. That's not bringing anyone <laughs> to anything. It's five more cigars. That's all I'm saying. You're saying a lot more than that. And you're getting aroused. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're going to... Uh, continue some wishful thinking we're going to drink some more irish whiskey and drink green smoke green cigars someone's going to get sick here and i think it's me we're live in studio 21 podcast cafe and you're listening to the cigar authority on the united podcast network This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where TwoGuysCigars.com comes in. It's the number, twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. Thank you for your business. Ooh, we're gonna have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age for your voyage 
may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, 
Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut Cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Find the Cigar Authority on social media. Please be our friend, subscribe, and send us a five star review. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking La Flor Dominicana Candela, the Double Claro number 42. Uh, started off rough for me that I didn't like it at all. Then you drank. Then I drank, and I'm starting to enjoy it. Starting it's to enjoy like the, most things, the even ugly, me. The ugly girl at the bar, right? All of a sudden, <laughs> she's not so bad. That's how I got Heidi to go out with me. I got her drunk. Yeah? Okay. I became the ugly girl at the bar. <laughs> I thought maybe you just walked around with a bell and kept ringing it, and she just never left. There we go. So uh, as we exited out of uh, the break, uh, the bagpipe music was playing. What's with bagpipes? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. How do you hate a bagpipe? Really? Oh, oh my God. It's squealing. I love the sound of a bagpipe. Ah, bagpipes are awesome. But only once a year. What's great about it's bagpipes? You know what? Growing up in New York, and you always had the Irish band there when a police officer was laid to rest, I do associate the bagpipe with, with a, a funeral. With a police officer's funer- uh, funeral. Yeah, what's with the bagpipe? It's, it's a great element. instrument. It, it is not a great instrument. Because you, you, they, you fill up that sack on the side so it never stops playing. It's like a flute that just never stops. You know, you know that rock band using the bagpipes and stuff? Yeah. No, there ain't any. There right? is. They, yeah, uh, ACDC. ACDC. Uses bagpipes? But, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. What's the other one? Uh, Dropkick uh, Murphys? Mm-hmm. They have a bagpipe? Yeah. Well, yeah, the Dropkick Murphys, though, I mean, what they lack in talent, they make up for with enthusiasm. <laughs> and loudness. <laughs> They're very loud. The bagpipe. Ed Sullivan, what do you know about the bagpipe? Anything? I agree with you. It's very annoying. Yeah. My wife is Scottish, so every time we're over there, there's somebody annoying me. Oh, that's another thing. It's not even an Irish thing. It's Scottish. (coughs) Scottish bagpipes, yeah. But people equate it as Irish, right? Yeah, and a lot of fiddle, too. Yeah, and and they d- do a weird dance too, a step dance. They kick their feet and they Irish jump up dancing. and down. Yeah, river da- river dance. Jonathan, yeah. can you do that? Uh, I probably could, uh, you but choose I, not to. I choose not to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the bagpipe is Scotland's national instrument. Uh, What's ours? Skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Jonathan's. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, historians have noted that there was a Roman coin that depicted Nero playing the bagpipe. So it dates back that far. Did he bagpipe while Rome burned? So, yet they, they, they got a bag full of air, yet they blow into it also. You've got to keep the air inflated. Right. There's a flute attached to it. But no, you're not playing it. You're just blowing into it, filling the... Correct. And then the air comes out and blows through the, the pipe it's, thingy. It's like a reservoir. Yeah. Yeah, not digging it. Not taking the whole uh, the whole thing, but I will drink the Irish whiskey along with you guys. But not taking it. I see a nap in your future, buddy. Really, <laughs> really. I'm a cheap day too because I feel it already. Barry, yeah, nothing. Do. No, I, I feel it. Jameson. Yeah. 
Jameson definitely affects me. He's on me. his second double. Of course, he's feeling it. <laughs> well, Dave, I feel it on if the it was, board. I'd have, I'd have to take all of you down a notch. If it was tequila, I wouldn't feel it. Yeah, I don't getting know louder. why. I, oh, yeah. I've been said about that when, uh, when I do <laughs> indulge in cocktails. It's like, can you keep it down? Yeah, just I'm a like, click wow. each. Wow. And according to Michael Howe in the chat room, bagpipe started as a war instrument. Yeah, well, you, you got, piss let's off. Really? It's a bad war instrument. The bugle is the war instrument, right? Without a doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, we're talking about cigar collaborations. Imagine if Mr. Jonathan Carney and I got together. And collaborated? Right? We collaborate and we make a cigar and we just call it clean. Clean shaven? Like Mr. Clean, but that's already taken, so it would just be clean. Terrible. It would have a Candela wrapper on it, just so you know. So back in the day when Steve Saka was a customer of ours, um, one of his go-to guys that he really was into um, was Ernesto Carrillo um, back in the Gloria Cubana days and stuff. That was his uh, man crush. Uh, I would love to see those two work together. It'd be, I think it would be beneficial to both of them. Um, you don't have a name of a cigar? Like, no, did I don't. Did you do any research? Did you, did you I, use I, any imagination no, at I all? I didn't know we were supposed to make up names to the cigar. That's, the, that's what the, you said, collaborations. I thought that was the whole thing. No, but years ago, and it never happened, that I'm so sorry I didn't do it, that I had talked to the rep at the time who went to Lido, and we had come out with uh, La Giana Havana, and um, Flor Dominicana was out, and we were both moving along as we were going, and he said, what about if we have La Flor Dominicana make you a special line of La Giana, La Giana Dominicana? Awesome. And we never did it. We talked about it, never did it. So now that would we be can't do it. Garofalo and Gomez yeah. collaboration. I yeah. could get behind Never that. did it. Sorry I didn't. Um, but uh, how well, you about... You could have had a special size called the Gigi. Garofalo and Gomez. Gomez. But nobody's going to look go at back, me. Go back to sleep, buddy. Just <laughs> nobody's going to look at me as a blender or anything, right? There's, there's not going to be any of that. Well, if you're making a milkshake, maybe. <laughs> could go for a Shamrock shake right now. Yeah. Now that uh, Hochi Blanco with his La Galera is uh, cranking along, and the guy's been making cigars for years and years for other people, but he's been working side-by-side side with La Fluida Dominicana for years in the tobacco fields and things like that. A collaboration brand with those two would have been awesome yeah. to pull off, too. But these are all wishful but the, thinking. The, the collaboration itself, why couldn't that happen and have somebody make a brand that's already existing? And Lido then, could make La Giana as long as the box counts the same. Yeah, but it couldn't be La Giana Dominicana. I can change the name, but then it would be over. That we would could, be it. We could it call once. it whatever we want. What's printed on the box is what's printed on the box. So it has to still be La Giana Havana, but... But does it, we say this is La Giana Dominicana. But the, but the box is different color or something and say these ones are made by La Flor Dominicana. So it's your boxes Gi would be the same color scheme, but you switch it. So the Maduro would be the red box, and the natural would be the black box. And there's how you know it's yeah, that's La Giana not, Dominicana. That's not confusing at all. Yeah, that's not. I'm, it's I'm a one-time release. I'm not even following them. I need another drink. <laughs> Uh-oh. We should do this once a month. What a sad day when I'm the only voice of reason on the show because both Barry me, and Barry. Dave are drunk. Not another one of those doubles. I can't doubles. even believe that he's going for freaking <laughs> third one. 
Don't give me no double. Rudy is loving this. Rudy loves when you get loaded. I'm warming up. I'm warming up. All right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Are there sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true? Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. This week in Arizona, a bride on her way to her own wedding was caught in a three-way, but it's not what you think. The bride who was driving herself to her own wedding in her wedding gown was involved in a three-car accident and arrested for driving under the influence. It appears the bride said, I do, to one too many cocktails. Instead of going to the chapel to get married, she found herself in the back of a police car to have a blood drawn. The moral of the story, don't drive impaired. Till death to us part doesn't need any help. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice Do they take blood now to test your blood alcohol for this? Yeah, that's, that's how they do it. You, you, you know, if you blow positive, they still need the blood test to say it's at point one, whatever. Oh, really? All right, so you have to go through it? No. Never been tested? Never nothing? been tested. Yeah. Been pulled over Here's, once. But did it make you blow? No, nah, I had a, a courtesy Well, they badge. made a blow, but it was a different. Yeah. And the guy said, I'm just going to follow you home. And he followed me home. <laughs> See how the bell has taken on a whole new thing? All right. So the, the uh, cop followed you home? Yeah, it was three blocks from the house. And he asked me for my license. And I opened up my wallet. And I had a little courtesy badge. Uh, my friend in New York was a retired detective. He asked me who it was. I told him. And he looked at the license, and he goes, you're three blocks from home. I'm just going to follow you home. Don't do it again. So he followed me home. I parked, got out of my car. He told me, next time, I will bring you in. And he drove off. Yeah. Then Barry tripped over the curb. <laughs> the rest so, I, so, so I dodged a bullet. You did. Yes. You really did. All right. So I have a collaboration right here. I'm going a little bit down the road of you, but I did come up with a name. Uh, you got Pete Johnson, George Padrone, and our own Barry Stein. So it's Johnson, Padrone, and Stein. Sounds like and a it's uh, Kilo, law, law firm. Kilo, attorney at law. That's <laughs> it's a one-time <laughs> release. I like that. All right, you got one. You got one. I have um, some cigars that I would like to see made. And, um, you know, State, Dave, yep. can I get a collaboration? Please. I, I didn't have many because I think uh, with – some of the egos involved, it's going to be difficult to collaborate. Yeah, it's wishful but, thinking, though. All right. Well, as long as we're wishful thinking, I want to pair up JRE with Habanos. Yeah? And put a real Corojo wrapper back on the Cuban binder and filler. Yeah. Do they still grow Corojo in? No, they do not. Right. So they'd have to get it from JRE or have him go plant some yep. over there. But that was his tobacco fields. Yes. His family's tobacco. No, it was his. That was actually the old man's tobacco fields. Yep. And uh, 
The, the only took, other one is I, I wouldn't mind uh, Saka doing something with Habano. Do you remember what a big? Yes, he was big on it, and uh, that would be nice. I'm surprised he doesn't go to, uh, go to Cuba and check it out. I've said busy. it to him a bunch of times. He's busy. He's busy. I realize he's busy, but I would like on Saka to see him make a Connecticut shade that he didn't have time to end up pulling off, and I would love to see it because it happened once before. When he was with um, Chateau Riel. Chateau Riel. Mm. It was a grand slam, Phenomenal. man. Phenomenal. Yep. Cigar of the year 2008, I believe. Yep, yep. So he could do it. I would like to see him do it again. I would like to see a line of smaller size asylums so that I could smoke them. I know there's a Robusto, mm. but wouldn't it be nice if there was a line of little asylums? Half crazy, mm-hmm. I don't know, in, on the spectrum or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Oh, they the they could be the bat S. Yeah. <laughs> they should have come out with a cigar that was half natural and half Maduro and called it bipolar. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, that's good. So, Dave, Saka yeah. did give me a prototype Liga Pravada shade. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess they had thought about it, never got the blend quite right, and then ended up going with the Undercrown shade. Wow. All right. I would like to see if we're going to talk about cigars that I think would sell well. Yep. That would be I good. would like to see Garofalo come out with a friggin' Connecticut Shade Firecracker. It mm. could. It could. It's not wishful thinking. I mean, we could do it. Um, I, I would say 2,000 boxes easy. Wow. Dave seems really enthusiastic. Yeah, you see, like, no, no, no that's a million-dollar idea. He's got to wait until Monday to come up with it. But no. we should do it. I mean, himself. Because Without throwing anybody I, under the bus, we had a company that was going to do it, and then they chose not to do it. It would be nice to actually do it. But the thing is, what I like to do with firecrackers is take somebody who typically makes very full-bodied cigars, and they make the firecracker because he's somebody to make. And, and Nick Perdomo, who makes Garofalo, there's nothing wrong with the. Does he have a super powerful cigars? They're all up there. But Why no. does it have to be super because that's powerful? The, that's the because idea it's explosive. Of it. Explosive. Powerful. Screw that. Let's make a Connecticut one so I can smoke it. Yeah, it never happened. Jonathan, we could make a Dominican one that would be explosive for yeah, you. Yeah, that would be. We could have issues there. How about, you know, you hear um, Fuente opening tobacco um, facilities in Nicaragua. I don't know what they're going to do there because FDA says you can't make any new cigars. Don't have that grin on your face like you know the back end of what this is. Yeah, because you know, it's you a know exactly show. what you think about it. It's a different show. But Fuente, Nicaraguan, Arturo Fuente, Nicaraguan, would have been awesome. But it's not going to happen. They are building a factory there, and they are going to make cigars. But what are they going to make? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, there we go. Uh, Padron did Honduran before. The yeah. Padrones came from Honduras. They're in Nicaragua now, but never Dominican Republic. A Padron from Dominican Republic. Yeah. Nothing? Yeah. Doesn't turn you on. Weak sauce. Uh, all those companies making a Cuban cigar, like you said, would be great. That's it, the one thing that kills me about FDA. The thing I was looking forward to the most was cigars that had, say, uh, Ecuadorian wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and then Cuban filler. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's never going to happen. But that's something I was looking forward to as a cigar smoker. Never say never because the, the ingredients of the cigar right now are not under scrutiny, are they? 
Well, the you, we're you ha- basically you to, self-policing. Yeah, you have to say what the tobacco is. If they if everybody gets away with saying it's um, dark air cured tobacco, then it's all the same and it doesn't matter, and we're okay. And then those things can happen that they change, they tweak their blend. In other words, saying we're trying to get the same product out of it, but um, it's different. So I don't know. So Joe Gutt in the chat room said a Connecticut firecracker would be like those little white things you throw on the ground. Snaps. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Goes, it would be more of a snap yeah. than a firecracker. It's sizzling. Sparklers. Did you play with sparklers? No, it's fine. You wanted, oh, we got fireworks. You, you want to sell 500 boxes to 2,000 boxes because the rest of the world wants a mild cigar. The rest of the world wants yeah, a mild but cigar. But if it's a mild cigar called firecracker, would the mild cigar smokers stay away from it? Absolutely. Thinking the name means I wouldn't. strong. Do you remember Diablo? Yes. The brand Diablo. So General Cigar came out with a brand years ago called Diablo. Black box, red chili pepper, little cartoon figure on it. Rough-looking cigar. Mm. Looked like it was strong. Promoted like it was a very full-bodied cigar. The full-bodied guys went to it and said, there's nothing to this. And then it, it was a dark cigar, but it was actually pretty mild. So we'd start taking, as, as retailers, taking the right person over to that cigar. They would look at it and say, I'm not smoking that. They wouldn't even try it. So that was the shortest run ever of a cigar brand. You realize how ridiculous that is. You're going to take a guy who smokes mild cigars over to a blonde cigar with a wick. He is going to smoke it by the box. That's what would happen with a Connecticut firecracker. Maybe. You're stuck with this stupid legacy that the cigar has to be what it was. It can be anything. It could be Connecticut Shade, and the rest of the world smokes Connecticut Shade. What about the poor guy that wants to smoke for 25 minutes while he's walking his dog? Or in my case, while I'm walking up to the tennis courts with the wife, I need a 25-minute cigar. Wouldn't I love a firecracker? What the hell are you doing at the tennis courts? We play tennis. It's wintertime. He plays with balls. Yeah. That one was only a half mast. Yeah, yeah, the whole this whole bell thing (laughs) has just given Barry another reason for the low hanging fruit. I'm going to get email after email on it. I just got one now. We'll go right back to regular thing next week. But at St. Patrick's Day, we got we're smoking green cigars, full bodied, heavy, turning green cigars. We're drinking. This is all right. I'm back in. (laughs) I'm going in. Then if you guys are going down, I'm going down. We should do this every holiday weekend. Barry, I'm surprised you're saying that. See, you don't, you don't like alcohol that much. And, and you... you uh, There's a reason these are the most downloaded shows. Yeah. You are... Um, An alcoholic. Yeah. You should be on the Friends in Recovery I, podcast. I'm I bet, not hiding I bet you're Irish. I bet you are. I am. My birth mother was Irish. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. It makes sense all the world. So you're a lush and you're... you're Just you're, because you're Irish does not mean you automatically... On St. Patrick's Day, you're drinking. We got an Irishman that works for us. He needs to take the day off tomorrow. He gave it us advance notice because he's going to wreck himself for sure. <laughs> and, and, and you know when it's over for him, drinking when it's over? When, when he, he passes gets, out. Or when he gets incarcerated. <laughs> that is the decision when it's over for tonight. I said, when's the night end? He says, when I get incarcerated. It's planned. And he actually works for me. He's on the payroll. Well, the best was we had a conversation with him why yesterday. I'm drinking. Yeah. He said he once got drunk three times in one day. <laughs> he got drunk, recovered, got drunk again, recovered, got drunk, didn't wake up for a couple of days. Yeah. All right, so final thoughts here on the La Fleur Dominicana Candela. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I like it. I would smoke this on the regular, especially this size. I've been smoking the smaller. Goes well with drinking booze. Ed with Sullivan's it. got me on smaller cigars, and he's onto something. 
and I recommend that everybody try this. If you smoke a smaller cigar, if you smoke a Corona, you can physically light up, cut and light, more cigars in the day without consuming more tobacco. But you can have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, yeah, a little bit like of that. Yeah, it's like the poo-poo platter. <laughs> it's the poo-poo platter. <laughs> I, I honestly think this is a Candeli you could smoke all year round. And they do sell it all year round. Yeah. They do offer it all year yeah. round. Do they sell it all year round? I don't know. They, frankly, the stuff doesn't sell. No. But yeah. It, you know, it's something, it is a, it it's is something a, nice. It's a novelty. It's something to change up a little bit. Yeah. You know, I could see smoking this other than St. Patrick's Day. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, wishful thinking events. What's up in the cigar world and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We're smoking and drinking, and we're live on the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raffio Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you call it for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar 
Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Go too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. With your host. Come with the other. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. 
Street. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former Grangekeeper now about to become the Masters Champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good, Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. What's up in the cigar world? What's up and coming on the Cigar Authority and another cigar? Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. I've stopped caring. I'm not reading this. Oh, all right. So let's just pass out the, the next <laughs> cigar. You know you're, who we are. You're listening to yeah. the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Just really quick, one of our listeners, Tate Keegan, just stopped by to give me a belated birthday gift, the Atabase Spiritus, which nice. is the Lancero. It's available oh, at twoguyscigars.com. Which, yeah. Greatest cigar I've ever smoked. If I could afford a $30 cigar every day, this would be it. Dave, how about a raise? I would no. like <laughs> I would like to commend you yes. on your magnificent brown-nosing of our David Garofalo Why is with, that brown nosing of with your 100-rated Lancero of Atabay. If I could afford to smoke that every day, I would smoke How's nothing it? else. I'm not into it. Brown nosing will get you everywhere. It will not. And it's not my brand. It's not that it's your brand. It's your favorite cigar. Yeah. And he somehow, in his twisted mind, he it's gives it. things that he thinks will put him in favor <laughs> with you, the additional two-point bump, because I will give you that it is a solid 98, I will stand, but it is not perfect. I will stand behind that 100 rating any day. It is the best Lancero ever created. It was something I will smoke on a regular basis, get yelled at from my wife. We have bills to pay, but it was worth every penny of $30 and then some. I'm not saying it's not worth every penny of $30. I'm saying I think 100 is a little high. Well, you're saying 98. 98's what, 2% less? So you're saying it's only worth $26. I'm saying that to get 100 you would have to have an hour and a half of absolutely perfect burn, not a single slight striation, I don't care razor thin. I never had to relight that Lancero, and how many times do you need to relight a Lancero? I had the ash hang on to that cigar for more than three quarters, almost a half. That's unheard of in a Lancero. It was complex. It was flavorful. It was rich. It burned perfectly, and it did not need to be relit. There is no better Lancero on the market than Atabay Spiritus. And I got some abuse online from it, not just from you. But he I was stand, bitching this morning before you even got here. I stand behind the, that 100 rating because the, it is the best cigar I've ever smoked, hands down. No, the Beneditos is a better cigar. The Mysticos is a better cigar. The Beneditos is the fifth, seven and a quarter by 58? Yeah. yeah. I have yet to smoke one. It's better. It was great. It's better than that. It burns cooler. So that gives it a 101, which you is like one big, more. You can't give it a 101. Well, you like bigger things in your mouth, so that's why you like it. <laughs> uh, All right. Can we 
friggin' cut this thing? I, I was going to say something. I totally forgot. Oh, let's talk about the coffee here for one second. So right. we're going to sober up a little. Not. No, because you poured alcohol in my coffee. That's it, because now it becomes an Irish, Irish coffee. coffee. I'm all, my head's already <laughs> swimming. So there's nothing better to get at St. Patrick's Day than, than giving caffeine to the drunks <laughs> and adding alcohol to it so they're wide awake drunks. Well, you end up, you end up taking the... the essence of that caffeine which would normally juice you up and you put a depressant in it which just makes it like drinking water you're basically hydrating so irish coffee technically is coffee jameson's a little bit of whipped cream and creme de menthe so we skip the cream and the creme de menthe yeah we just cut the, the creme calories de menthe out. just puts a little green into the whipped yeah, cream making it irish yeah but so yeah. what we're drinking right now before david ruined mine is brazilian Daterra. uh and it the barista word comes from Bari, where the guy that created this comes from, Bari, Brazil, Barista, Bari, Barista. Uh, and this guy was the very first person to sell a single cup of coffee in 1902. That means in 1901, you could not buy a cup of coffee. That's amazing to me. You could buy a pot of coffee, apparently, and bring your cup to the place and you got a pot of coffee. But a single cup of coffee didn't exist until 1902. Wow. In, in, in anywhere, United anywhere. States or anywhere. There was Doesn't no, matter. Couldn't get a cup of coffee in 2001. Correct. 2002, we have cups of coffee, and now there's one on every corner. Everybody's drinking cups of coffee. It's actually insane in New England that the consumption of coffee, I've got to imagine, is like nowhere else in the world as New England. Everybody's walking around with giant cups of coffee. It's like they can't get enough of it. What the hell's yeah, going on our with coffee? coffee? Is, our coffees are large here. We're consumers. We consume coffee. Very different than like in Miami where they drink these little teeny little cups. We get these big giant cups. All well, you can drink. You got, you got four seasons in New England. So in the fall, you can kind of a little bit live off of some of the warmth of the summer, but it starts to get and they go ice brutally coffee. cold. Ice coffee. Big, huge up here. Because it, in the summer, we're very hot. We're close to 100 degrees. In the wintertime, it's sub-zero. We got snow falling in the springtime right now. It's craziness. Yeah. Get another blizzard possibly Dogs coming. Dogs living with cats. It's insanity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like peanut butter and chocolate. Can we cut Let's the cut. goddamn cigar? All right. The uh, cigar we're smoking here, Barry. What is it? Well, we are smoking the Camacho Ecuador, which is manufactured in Honduras for Davidoff cigars. The size is the 5x50 Robusto, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Brazilian Matafina binder with fillers from Honduras, and they're high-priming Honduran tobacco. Yeah, drink another shot, buddy. With Dominican Pelo de Oro Lajero. It's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $8.49, while a box will set you back $147.99, which is a savings just under $22, or almost 13% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Dave, be careful if you say you like this and they come out with a Lancero because Barry will give it 100. Well, the problem here, don't even dare cut that. Don't dare cut that. What are you doing? And this is not a green cigar, but this is a cigar that will make me turn green. Therefore, it is connected here. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands are raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, 
tradition, and excellence. That's what you get for making me wait 20 minutes to cut a cigar. What do I get? I cut it early. 15 minutes. Are we 15 minutes in? Yes. We're going to go late. We're going to go long, by the way, folks, <laughs> that listen to the show. Just so we can sober up. How am I so loaded? <laughs> Low constitution. Rye bread. Ooh. Rye bread. 100% it is. rye it bread. It is. All right. I will kill you, Ed Sullivan's. <laughs> oh. You got it. I'm aroused. <laughs> it is rye bread. I had rye bread toast today, and you nailed it. Nailed it. And now everybody that hasn't lit yet that's listening to the show, come on. It's obvious it's rye bread. Except everybody lit it because they've been waiting for 20 minutes for us to cut it. Do you go for the marble rye, or do you go to regular rye? Regular. Seeded? I, 100% Yeah, you got to have seeded. the caraway seeds in there. I like when they get a, stuck I'm in my teeth. I'm a fan of the rye bread. Yeah, if you go marble ice, you might just well go pumpernickel because the pumpernickel overpowers the rye. I like the marble. You must be onto something because Aaron's shaking his head yes. Which, by the way, Aaron came up with a dynamite collaboration. Aaron from the Ashholes. That's right. Wednesdays so live. You have Nick Melillo that makes the High Clare Castle. Yes. So he collaborates with AJ Fernandez and they make a High Clare Castle, but this size will be called the High AF. <laughs> it's a double entendre there. I that's got that's you. classic. AJ Fernandez yeah. act as F bomb. All right, speaking of F-bombs, we're going to light our cigar today with the I, CAO I by lit. Lotus. <laughs> Don't you dare light that cigar. So we're going to light our cigar with the Lotus CAO. It retails for $39.99. It features a single action, which means you pop the lid yourself. CEO. You said CAO. CEO. Chief Executive Officer. Thank you. It's three jets. It's a lighter. It lights things. Yeah. It's got a flip-up punch. <laughs> the show's gone. We don't, it care. Has, we don't care. It has the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Hit me. Hit me. It'll light your cigar <laughs> quite well. One more. I'm not leaving here till 6 o'clock. You guys have to get on the road. See, if I gave you a double. Don't give me a double. If I gave you a double, you wouldn't need another one because you would still be working on the first one. I put the, I put the single in the, in the uh, coffee. So I'm drinking two drinks. And they both have this in it, which this waters it down, so it's less alcohol content. <laughs> right? If I have it in the coffee, it's watered down and has less alcohol content. You see, that's right? A, but that's, see, that's 100% correct. <laughs> because it's 43, in the bottle, it's 43% alcohol by volume. By volume. If you add it, which becomes 86 proof, you double the alcohol by volume to create proof. If you're putting it in the alcohol, the percentage by volume <laughs> Don't changes. Don't Jonathan. <laughs> it changes, and it's no longer 86 proof. It's a lower proof. But if you shoot the coffee with that alcohol in it, it's the same damn amount. You've consumed the amount of alcohol. <laughs> same amount of loaded, same amount of everything. We drank half a bottle. No, we drank more, more like than three half. quarters of a bottle. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so hungover <laughs> at noon. There's three of us, though. There's yeah, not so much. Still too much. Ed Sullivan, not a drop, huh? No, sir. All right. Smart man. That's why I'm pouring myself Ed, doubles. I'm I'm nobody likes to. a quitter, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> I'm going to have to have you give me a ride home so I can Uber back and get my car in the morning. <laughs> well, I, gotta, I can't even tell about that new company. Let's be informed. The Uber thing. No, I can't. Let me tell you. No, nice I teaser. <laughs> I can't. All right, so we're going to talk about wishful thinking cigar events, and I think I have, I have three. I have one that you're not going to do. 
I have one that you probably will do and so, one that you won't do because it was my idea. So let me pre preface it by, so cigar events, why it would it be wishful thinking? Because believe it or not, you can't do rolling events anymore in cigar stores. Remember you go to cigar stores and somebody would be rolling a cigar. Well, the FDA said you can't do it because it's actually manufacturing at that point and it's not allowed. And what are you manufacturing? And it's got to come in from, through FDA and it has to be taxed a certain way. So you can't do that anymore. Right. So we're wishful thinking of things that we could do. I wish it could, they could still do those type of things. I think all three of these things we could do. Because I'd like to do a rolling event, rolling firecrackers. Wouldn't that be cool? It would be pretty cool. It would be cool, but you can't. I'd like to do an event where you're box pressing cigars. You're rolling and box pressing because, frankly, you never see that. Pretty much mm -hmm. you've just done the same event twice. You just you box pressed one and you rolled the other. How much work did you actually do on the show? I did did a you little. do any prep? I did a little. Were you drinking when you did it? No. All right. So I have, in order to drive 200 miles an hour at a racetrack, by the way, you, you typically have to qualify. You've got to, you've got to prove to the racetrack that you are capable of hitting 200 miles an hour. So my idea for the, the event is you got your tent for smoking. There's no alcohol consumption because you can't drink and drive. And you get in a real race car and you go... 80 miles an hour on a lap and you go 100 miles an hour the next time and you slowly work your way up and try to qualify to get to 200 miles an hour. And if you can do it in a certain amount of laps and you, you pass all the qualifications, you get to race in a real race that's sanctioned for one race. And so, that's the prize. Jonathan, can I smoke while I'm driving? Yes, you can all right. in this event because this is you should. wishful thinking. Going 200 miles an hour, you should be you concentrating need something to keep on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my first one. you have a driver on a racetrack? I've never driven on a racetrack. I did. Did you? Yeah. And did you hit 200 you, miles an hour? No. no as you, you go can't. around, I went as fast as I could possibly go, which I couldn't go 200 miles an hour, but I, I did it in the Escalade. I drove around the, the racetrack <laughs> in the Escalade. And I probably got it to well over 100, but I didn't go 200. I don't think the car would go 200. I've done, one, See, I've done 110 in my little uh, Mini Cooper. Really? Yeah, there was a high-speed police chase that went by me. So it was a guy in a white van by me, and then five cops, and I'm like, there's no more cops left on Route 3, and I got a straightaway of five miles. So I just downshifted from sixth gear to fourth and pinned it in sport mode, and I tried catching up to them, and I got up to 110 miles an hour. Oh, shit. Straight oh. ahead. Straight ahead. Yeah. But yeah, see, there was no swerving. There was no nothing. I'm flashing my high beams yeah. to get people out of my way. It was awesome. This is an event you can do because right here in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, they have what's known as the NASCAR racing experience, and you can get behind the wheel and drive a NASCAR race car, and if you don't have the courage to do it yourself, you can go along for a ride-along. Yeah, I don't have that kind of courage. I have to be driving. I don't even like, <laughs> I don't like getting in the Escalade with Dave. I bet you could Dave. never smoke a cigar, though, while doing that. No way. It would blow up in your face. Yeah. <laughs> 200 miles an hour, all the wind through the car, you'd be eating ash. You're inside the car. And there's no window. Keep drinking. There's no window. All they have is that, that, that grid. Yep, yeah. It's fencing. Yeah, you're not smoking a cigar in it. Wow, I'm freaking buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I am feeling this. Holy God. All right, so that's your event. Well, I got another car, one. Which has nothing to do with cigar I got smoking. another one. All right, so this is cigars and clay. You bring in a master potter, and he teaches a little pottery class. And you get to sit down, so you buy a box of the cigars, and you get to make your own ashtray from start to finish, spun on the spinning wheel, and cigars and clay. Why not just do rifles, recluse, and clay, 
and go clay, clay shooting, shooting, and the winner wins something from the Recluse Cigars. Huh? So you didn't do any prep work for the show either. You just I, gotta, I honestly gotta, didn't know where we were going to go with this, so I'm just going to make your ideas. I'm going to make your ideas better. Regular set. Regular set. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do anything? <laughs> what are you saying? How about a blending event where you're not actually talking about blending. You're actually blending the cigar, mixing the two tobaccos. Everybody ends up doing it. And then the, the So at the end, rollers, you end up with 50 cigars that don't burn? Yeah. The cigar rollers end up, you know, taking your blends and stuff and making it. And then you go eat dinner and whatever. And you're smoking cigars. Then you come back and here's your cigars finished up. And then you actually smoke them and you say, wow, this is the best cigar ever. <coughs> where it really is terrible. Which is what happens every time I've actually been in there. It's like, oh, my God, it's awful. But everybody thinks theirs is great, but it's terrible because they tend to put high-priming tobaccos together, and they don't burn, and just exactly what you say happens over and over. So it doesn't actually go you, well. You could probably still do that with the FDA because you're not putting a new cigar on the market. No, you're manufacturing. You can't do oh, okay. it. You can't do it. That's all I got. All right, so we have all these squares on the floor here. Yeah. Right? So, oh, chicken poop party. No, no, no. This, no. Is, this is cigar smoking. <laughs> so you buy the qualifying cigar. Let's say uh, Barry's 100-rated uh, Spiritus by Atabay. 98 rating is what it should be, but he put 100. So you, you buy that. That's your way into the event, and it's a giant chessboard. So now to move a piece, you've got to smoke your Spiritus, and you've got to shoot the ash Basketball. into the square that you would like to move the next piece, but wh and what you play a game of chess. Does the piece Good guys versus bad guys. Does the piece have to be able to go in that direction? Yeah. Okay. What if you went in a square? Everybody you on your team, you got two teams, so you got a team of 20 guys on this side, team of 20 guys on that side. Take I just sold day. I just sold 40 cigars for you. You're welcome. Yeah. And now, okay, it's my turn to go. We want to move the pawn up. I take a shot I miss. The next guy comes up, takes a shot. He gets it. The pawn moves up. Now it's the other team's turn. And there's 20 guys smoking cigars, and they're powering through. And How many pieces are there in a chess set? There are 16 pieces per side. So 16 guys per side. No. You don't get your own piece. You, you're shooting to make the next shot. To make the yeah? Whatever. You don't understand how chess plays. All right. I, I used to play chess. All right. Let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And J.C. Newman has announced that Monica Forster and Cara Gargiolaro will co-head the marketing department. Congratulations, girls. I know them well. The company had considered looking outside to fill a position when they realized they had the talent already in-house. Absolutely. We've reported in the past states looking to raise the tobacco age to 21, and this week we are happy to share that that measure has died in Washington State and Florida. And lastly, this week the FDA announced a commenting period for a new measure that would limit the amount of nicotine allowed in cigarettes. Inside the commenting, there is a question that asks... If nicotine limiting should be allowed in all tobacco products, it then goes on to ask if premium cigars should be exempt from the measure, 
before finally asking if exempting premium cigars would lead cigarette smokers to turn towards cigars to get the nicotine they want. So let me ask you this, Barry. How do you feel about the... Um, on food now in the restaurant you go in and there there it is with the calorie count that's on it. I ignore it. I still order really? what I want. I hate it that it's on yeah, there. I, don't I pay, hate it. I don't pay attention to it. So if it ended up being that it was nicotine was on the cigarettes, for instance, mm. when you find when you realize what's going to happen on cigars, mm. it's going to be one to three percent, four percent, and it's going to be so amount. minimal. Right. You know which are you going to choose? You like mild? Are you going to go towards the one percent? You want the strong stuff? You're going to go to four percent. Um, you know, supposedly in restaurants, things that are a thousand calories or something are being are selling less mm. now because people are like, "Oh my God, that's a thousand calories." I used to get it all the time, obviously, right? It, it, it has affected me in, in a negative way, maybe a positive way. I'm actually choosing, you know, like that's crazy, right? Yeah, you ate the everything donut this week instead of the uh, by chocolate. The way, by the way, I want to tell you, didn't like it. Really? Oh. Didn't like it. You didn't like a donut that had garlic and salt <laughs> That's and the problem. caraway what, seeds? I, I thought the salt thing would be the sweet and, so, sweet yeah. and the salty thing. It was, it was not good. It was and one of the bagels that were available good. in New York were salt bagels. It was covered in salt. I've yet to find that up here in New Hampshire. No, nah, they got them in this place in Chelsea. I'll take you down. That sounds good. <laughs> there we go. And uh, while all this right now pertains to cigarettes, Lynn Loop, the director of the CRA, stated on his Facebook page, that a measure specifically aimed at cigars could be coming. And that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up. Just to add something to that, if yeah. they lowered the amount of nicotine allowed in cigars, it would affect more of the 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 boisterous crowd that's on uh, social media that love the full strength cigars. If the majority of people in the cigar world love milder cigars, a nicotine cap really wouldn't affect the guys that like the Garofalo Connecticut. Any, any legislation is a bad thing. I'm yeah. not saying it's a good thing. Government involvement in anything has proven over time to be a bad thing. Well, you may see it. It may end up happening. I don't know how you end up figuring out what the nicotine level is on every single tobacco within every single cigar because every leaf is different. It's not like a cigarette. Every leaf is not different because it's actually sprayed on. Has the nicotine added to it. You, gonna, you know, they're so worried about it. What about the chemicals that go in cigarettes? Why not go after that? Why go after the nicotine? Yeah. The addictive thing is the chemicals. Yeah. And the, the unaddictive thing to well, cigars, we know here, here it is in New England, we're very slow right now. Business is slow. Not a lot of people smoking. The weather gets good. It's Let me not tell the you, nicotine. consumption of cigarettes does not change. It's not the nicotine well. in cigarettes that's the issue. There are chemicals sprayed on that tobacco that assist in the absorption of nicotine. Uh, That's the issue. There's no none of those chemicals in cigars. Whatever the nicotine is, it the is. Tri- some of the tricks that they play, even the filters of where the mm-hmm. holes are yeah. in the filter where your finger holds over it so that mm-hmm. it's, it's supposedly low because it's drawn to a machine, but then your hand goes there covering it. The big tobacco, man, they're sleazy. Yeah, every, every ingredient on every cigar is the same. It's tobacco, water, and pectin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, calendar of upcoming events next week. Best cigars for the money. We're going to talk about cigars in all the different price ranges. And Barry's actually going to do a little show prep on this, isn't he? Nah, that's just no. a rumor. 
Oh. And we're gonna, the new Cigar Journal magazine has hit, so we're going to look through that, and we're going to tell you uh, what's going on with Cigar Journal magazine. The following week, May 31st, is the Cigar Authority's 8th anniversary show. We started in 2010 on April 1st. This is the closest we can get one day before. March 31st, we'll recap some old episodes, tell some stories, and... Um, I don't know. We're going to have to do some prep for that. That's for sure. Uh, moving ahead, uh, Justo Aroa is going to launch on April 7th, the worldwide launch of the new Aladino Maduro. It will never mm. has never been um, sold before. Well, we it actually had to smoked been, it. It had to have been sold at some point or it couldn't be on the market. We're going to smoke the Lancero on the show, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what you hear? Well, there's all of them are box press except for the Lancero, which is round. Yeah. So why would we smoke the Lancero? Well, because uh, you can know, ring the bell. He's getting aroused over here. Like, it's getting uncomfortable. Because you don't like it. <laughs> All right. No, I, I did smoke the sample of the Maduro, mm-hmm. and I really think we good. have something here. We mm-hmm. have something going on. So uh, that'll be next week. So uh, how about places you wish you could smoke a cigar that you can't anymore? Restaurant. Places- yeah, hands in, down. In, in particular, was there a place you went? Uh, like I used to love going to Morton's and the Oak Room in Boston. Two great mm. places to smoke a cigar. See, I didn't start smoking until after the restaurant ban went into effect in New York. Oh, really? But I wish I could smoke at Patricia's, my favorite Italian restaurant, which is located at 1080 Morris Park Avenue in the Bronx. And uh, Sullivan, wouldn't it be great <laughs> if we could go to the Tuscan Market Ooh. and have a breakfast pizza? With a cigar. And then I could have my first cigar of the day. Could you? In the, in at the, breakfast. Yeah. When we really have spring, when you can sit outside, could you sit outside and smoke a cigar out there and have I breakfast pizza? don't. Breakfast pizza, but, folks. But see, you, you should be allowed to. It's outdoors. There's no outdoor ban yet here in New Hampshire. Yeah, it's going to be up to Yeah, that. it's cigar smoking and food. It's, I don't know. Yeah, people Did go. you guys go out for your breakfast pizza this morning? No. I'm curious if they had corned beef and cabbage breakfast pizza. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Keep do? drinking, buddy. Yeah, you like corned beef and cabbage? No, I hate it. Me too. Ed Sullivan, you love it? No, there's no reason ever to boil meat. <laughs> right. Take all the flavor out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. What can we do to take the flavor out of this? Okay, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? We have three prices today, $50, $250, or $500. Eat a spoonful, a cup, or a bowl of fresh guano. G-W-A-N-O. It's bad poop. It's bad poop. How do you know that? It is bad poop. Um, that would be Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> there we go. We, we learn most of your information. Correct. From. Uh, so it's, what, 50 250 and 500? Correct. Spoonful, cup, or bowl of bat poop. Could I, could I start off at the spoonful, and if I like it, yeah, you add on? Going. Yeah, you can keep going. Because that's what I'd like to do. I would like to start with a spoonful for 50 bucks, <laughs> and if it's palatable, I would like to up the ante and go until I'm full. Well, are you sure you, you would, you're willing to do this? So if I show up next week with this. Bring it. Yeah? Bring it. Dave, is that With, a teaspoon? Bring your wallet. Teaspoon or a tablespoon? Uh, it is a spoonful. Huh. <laughs> Sean the barista has these tiny little cute spoons. <laughs> so just be careful. You may want to pick the spoon size. I'll be providing the spoon. Yeah. 
I'll bring my own spoon. Thank you. You, you would consider said Sullivan. You're usually a no on everything like I am. No, I was just getting clarification okay. for Jonathan. I'm a no. It, uh, Barry? So I'm doing a little research, and it seems that baguano is an important component in the fertilizer for marijuana. Really? So I'm going to say I'll do the largest portion possible. <laughs> really? You know, it's not, so if I it's bring not fertilizer for alcohol. So $500, you're going to have a bowl of it. Yeah, that's two-thirds of the uh, cost of a Atabay Spiritus. I'm <laughs> almost... <laughs> I'm almost willing to bet that $500 mm-hmm. that you can't supply guano by next week. <laughs> <laughs> where, you, where does one go buy You've got to find a cave that has bats in it. Pro- probably on the Internet. You can get everything you can on get the Internet. Yeah, just go to Amazon. Folks, you may want <laughs> to tune in next poo. week, or maybe I'll save it for the anniversary show, because this could be entertainment for me anyway. So we mentioned uh, smoking, places we wish we could smoke. Yeah. We, agree, we all agree we wish we could light up in a restaurant yeah. after a nice meal. But Joe Gutt shared that in Oregon, there's a steakhouse called El Gacho that has a smoking room for people who wish to light up right after dinner. Oh, road trip. Road trip. Oregon. Yep. What's in Oregon? I'd like to smoke a cigar. A lot of conspiracy theorists. Yeah. (laughs) During uh, a movie would be nice. Yes. Especially where... You never could. You can never smoke in the the movie theater. All the movie theaters have those chairs that recline, and you've got all the... room and you just have your ashtray right there i tried to pull it off years ago there was a cigar movie that was out and i tried to rent a movie theater and do a cigar dinner on it they would have none of it i I wanted to do that wouldn't that be great watching a movie and smoking a cigar in a movie about cigars it'd be great yeah i'd like to smoke in elevators i've done it (laughs) i have as well i have done it in cuba yes i did it in cuba and and i did it accidentally (coughs) in one of the casinos uh, at the, the IPCPR trade show that, you know, I got the cigar going at cigars all the time, and the next thing you know, I find myself in the elevator, and there's nobody else in the elevator, and the cigar's lit, and I said, oh, my God, and I just did it because uh, <laughs> I could. And I was aroused. <laughs> yes, we know. We heard the bell. That's right. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, more drinking, more smoking, and more wishful thinking. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And this is bagpipe music because it's St. Patrick's Day. We're live on the Cigar it's a Authority. Violin. Yeah, it's a violin. Is this a violin? Yeah. You're it shut is. off. <laughs> All right. He's taking my drink away. Well, then, then he hates those, too. We're live. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding. The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. 
The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Bubbles, bubbles. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority. We're back, broadcasting live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. We're talking wishful thinking. Barry got his wish. We're drinking on the show. It's St. Patrick's Day. Hell yeah. We haven't yeah. talked about the cigar at all. All right. And I've been Are keeping we talking notes. About, we're talking about cigars. We've got to do that. We've got to uh, remember to do that more often I on picked a cigar up show. A little bit of 
uh, lemongrass, molasses, and some warm spices like clove and cinnamon out of this uh, Camacho Ecuador. That would normally be when Ed Sullivan mm. would play my harp sound. See, ah. we've spoken on past shows about how when you're picking out an alcohol to pair with a cigar, you don't want the alcohol to overpower the cigar. Yeah. Unfortunately, this isn't a great pairing because I'm getting way too much honey. Stop drinking. And vanilla bean and cinnamon. Can't, can't stop. Swish your mouth out with some water. From the, from the Jamesons. So... We would probably be better off with this cigar with something like a rye. I don't know if I've ever had a rye. I've had rye stop, bread. Stop, because then he's going to friggin' bring one in, and we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> so what's a, what, what is a rye? A, a rye kind of more has a little bit of earthy notes. It's kind of an underlying sweetness. And Not very popular, though. No, right? no. A bourbon's more popular yeah. than rye. Uh, but a rye or even maybe even a bourbon would pair well with this cigar. Is that in a Rob Roy? So can you drink whiskey... And rye, or is rye a whiskey? Rye is a whiskey, but whiskey's not, not all whiskeys are not a rye. Not all whiskeys are rye. Okay, they have to be made. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Yeah, just rye. Mm. I wish the band was larger. It's a gigantic <laughs> band. I wish I was a little bit smaller. I wish I was taller. I wish I had a rabbit Camacho and a band. hat with a, a bat. Gigantic band. Remember that was all the rage there a couple of years ago. Mm. Everybody was coming out with gigantic bands. Yeah. If we're talking about And it all started wishes. with La Serena. Mm. And it's because we messed up the measurement. Oh, really? We came up with too he big of a band. He says we, like there's either there. a mouse in his pocket or he had something to do with it. He had something to do with it. Did he you know probably I worked the for Miami who, Cigar? Yeah, you're the one who messed it up. <laughs> it's more likely what happened. Speaking of Miami Cigar, this Wednesday. Yeah, Willie Moranti will be here and maybe Hector Paz as well. Okay, and the that's from Miami Cigar, and they'll be doing a little event here at Two Guys Smoke mm. Shop in Salem, and they'll be on the Ash Holes yep. live at 4 o'clock. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, it's going to be a torturous interview. I feel bad for those guys. Yeah? Hector and Willie both will nod instead of saying yes yeah. or no. <laughs> so you got to pull it out of them. you got to mm. pull it out. Your interview is going to be tough. you got to pull the information out of them. You Just get here early, Aaron, interview them downstairs, and then redo the same interview upstairs. Yeah. We've had to do it many times. So uh, do you wish a brand could come back that once was? And that's a possibility that could happen. Yep. Old brands that will make comebacks. Where we're smoking Camacho, there was a Camacho that stands out for me as the most iconic cigar that I wish would come back. I love the taste of cedar. And the Camacho Liberty 2012 not only... You bought a lot of them. Was very, I bought three boxes. Yeah. It not only was very cedary, but some of the coffins, it, they came in individual coffins. Mm -hmm. The wood must have been cut down during, not on a waning or a waxing moon. It must have been in the middle because some of the boxes sapped. And you ended up with the tissue wrapping around the cigar kind of coated in cedar. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was healthy to smoke it, but it was delicious. Those it, cigars were so unbelievable. There's an old school Camacho coming back in the next couple of months. Could not pry the information to which Camacho it was. But there is an old school Camacho coming back in May. Well, did they dump the diploma there for a while? They said this is a strong cigar that will knock me on my rear end. I'm not yeah. interested. Mm. I want mild. Some people want that. I want mild and I want cedary. But Can there someone are, just do that. There were three cigars I wish could come back. Yeah. The original Camacho, um, 
eleven eighteen that came in the, the boxes you had to unscrew. Yeah, those were phenomenal. Yeah, you actually had one in your office. Yeah, still have a couple boxes. St- I still have some that we unscrewed. It was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, you have a few. Um, Tatuaje back in the day came out with an East West. Yes. Forget about the East. That's the one we got up here. Yeah, Not a fan. No, actually. wasn't a fan at all. Okay. The West. I wish you could come back. You're a real geek, Barry. Some people you only want the, the ta- one you can't have. Some people said the Tatuaje Red in the tube. How do you get the West? You traded with I somebody? traded with somebody out on the West okay. Coast. Some people said the Tatuaje Red in the tube was based on the rest of the West, but I didn't see it. I don't it. think I ever tr- even had the West, so I don't even know it. I and, remember when that came out, though. And I wish uh, Davidoff Cuban would come back. Mm. Okay, what do I have? I have Bahia. Bahia from Costa Rica back in the day. You'd open that box and it would, the aroma of peaches would come out and a slight taste of that peachiness yep. would happen. Uh, what a cigar that was. Costa Rican tobacco. Um, they would actually put the dates on it. It was unbelievable. It's mm. still out there. It's owned by somebody else now. It's not even the same blend or anything. The band is the same. So don't bother looking at that particular one. You want Bahia Costa Rican. Mm. Oh, my God, was that an unbelievable cigar. I wish men wearing Speedos at the beach would come back. Of course. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Just thinking about it, huh? You make that. Uh, <laughs> Butera. Do you remember Butera? No, I don't remember. I, remember, I know the name, but I never smoked one. Yeah, so uh, Butera was a pipe maker. He was out of Texas. Very interesting. Italian guy with a southern Texan ac- accent. So it was just weird. Of a, 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 but um, he ended up coming out with a cigar, Butera, Royal Vintage, and it was unbelievable. Again, sold off to somebody else. I don't know if it's still available. But the closest you're going to get to that Butera is a small little micro brand made for a retailer in Maryland, Maryland Lord Baltimore. And Exceptional cigar. He asked to... Th- and Barry, they have a Lancero, so you could give out another 100. There we go. Uh, what a nice cigar. Very, very little, small, small brand that's out there, but he asked for that cigar to be blended. We have them at twoguyscigars.com, yeah. shameless plug. Yeah, but... Very nice. Lord Baltimore, um, as close as you're going to get to what Butera was back in the day. Uh, and then there's a cigar that I have never tried before, never had before. I wish it would come back so I could buy the thing. I've been on search for this. If there's anybody out there, I'm looking for a brand called 1492. It's a Cuban cigar. It was made in 1992, a one-time release for the anniversary of Columbus. Cuba made it. I've been trying. I, I had for years and years a list of cigars that I had to eventually end up smoking. I went, blew through every single thing on that list. Some things were very hard to get, and some good friends and, and good customers uh, came forward o- over the years and able to chip it down. Uh, things like the Dunhill Cuban and different things you just couldn't get. And I was able to get every single thing with the exception of 1492. 1492 was on the band, Red Band. Uh, made in Cuba, never could get it. Don't know if it's any good or not, but it's just one of those bucket lists. Hey, a couple of our listeners made my uh, <coughs> sand shark yes. come true for my wedding. So I ma- couldn't even do that. So maybe you. Frank and Bo can work some magic and get you a 1492. Good luck on that because I've talked to the people at mm. Habanos too, and they go, well, that was 1992, mm. and I said, I realize that. But any bands kicking around? Just slap one on nah, a cigar. I don't want that. I, I, I want the old cigar. It's got to be the real thing. Anything for you besides the uh, Camacho Liberty? Uh, I've always regretted I never tried the Padron Millennium. 
you may have a, a an opportunity. That's soon. what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I I would certainly pop off on one of those. All right. I hear nothing but good things. It is time for the classic three way. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Who's the champion here? That would be me. All right, Barry Stein. Uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, is Saturday today, March 17th, but St. Patrick's Day is always March 17th. Mm -hmm. Therefore, these are St. Patrick's Day babies. Celebrating their birthday today is Rob Lowe, TV actor, part of Hollywood's Brat Pack, who starred in the film St. Elmo's Fire, also played a lead role in Parks and Recreation. Other films include Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Killing Kennedy, did an unbelievable job in that, and Wayne's World. Rob Lowe, born today, what year, Barry Stein? 1967. Wayne's World, party time. Ed Sullivan. Excellent. I'll go 1960. 60. Oh, 1958. 58. And a point for Ed Sullivan at 60. It's 1964. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan gets the point. Playing the goes, man over there. Goes to Ed Sullivan. Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm. Do you know who she is? Soccer nope. player. U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking hot. Soccer player who stood, who took the U.S. women's soccer team to a gold medal in the Olympics as a forward. She held the U.S. record for international goals with 158. Mia Hamm. Let's go 1976. 76. 1980. 80. 77. 77. Everybody's over. 72. Everybody's over. I'm going to give myself a point for that anyways. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan. Born on St. Patrick's Day, Kurt Russell, ah. movie actor, child style who became an actor in the film and comedies such as Escape from New York, The Thing, and Vanilla Sky. Also played roles in Forrest Gump, Tequila Sunrise, Gilligan's Island, and The Furious Seven. He then began a relationship and had a baby with Goldie Hawn, if that helps you out. Kurt Russell. Uh, he was born the same year that the embargo was signed with Cuba. It was 1962. Call me Snake. 1953. 53. And I had 1950. 50 for the point. 1951. Son of a... I tried to help you out with the, with the Goldie Hawn. How the hell is that supposed to help? She's older. She dressed like a fish in the <laughs> 80s. It doesn't help. Their, da their daughter's hot. So who'd that go to? That Ed Sullivan again? Yep. Yes. Two for Ed Sullivan. Zero for Barry. Zero for Mr. Jonathan. Two questions left, left and a tiebreaker that you'll never <laughs> guess. Uh, well, I don't think the two of them are going to remember two. what I said. Oh, it'll come to me. I don't remember. I was Here's trying to cheat. Look at Jonathan's notes. <laughs> Gary Sinise. 
movie actor who starred with Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Starred uh, Lieutenant Dan, remember? Lieutenant Dan. And Apollo 13. His other notable roles include Harry S. Truman in Truman and Detective Jim Shaker in Ransom. Gary Sinise, born today, what year? Barrett's 64. 64, he says, Ed Sullivan. 1955. 55. You see blocking me every which way, Ed Sullivan. I'm going 1944 because I have a written 44. Down. Somebody has two points. Ed Sullivan. You. Are you Googling stuff over there? No. Hands free. Four to zero to zero. One question left. Yeah, we're done. We don't need a tiebreaker, thank God. Uh, but somebody doesn't want to leave with a goose egg, right? Who's if I already have it written down, do I get a point? This goes to Ed Sullivan. Yep. Nat King Cole, uh, jazz singer, jazz pianist, and baritone vocalist, whose trio released a classic Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. His daughter is the late, great Natalie Cole, who was also a singer. Born today, Nat King Cole. Wouldn't you like a middle name called Unforgettable. King? Unforgettable. Let's go... 1932. 32. You mother. <laughs> 1932. You said 32 also? I have it written down. Right. 1919. 1919. And Barry goes for the Hail Mary cheat because no. it's not written down. Somebody has two points. Right there. Barry Stein. 1919. Right there. That's BS. 1919. You wrote that after I said that. Wow. The other answer was 461. I'm putting myself down for two <laughs> points. <laughs> and you know I'm what? Tied. I would have I remembered that. Because 461 is what I was thinking. I am uh, tied with Barry now. Ed Sullivan, four points and a two-pointer. Ed Sullivan's good at this. He well, is good. If, if I can't beat the drinkers, I'm in trouble. Right. That's it. <laughs> All right. I want to address something that's not mailbag related because someone came up to me with a question just before the show, and it had to do with uh, – Buying cigars by the box and then being able to bring those cigars back into the shop the next day and the next day and the next day right. until you're out of cigars. So what's the ruling on this, Mr. Garofalo, and I, why? I have a thought. What's your thought? If you have a locker and you store the cigars in said locker, it's acceptable. Okay. Now, I had another issue this week that I had to deal with, and I end up being on the front lines. I'm the manager of the store. I end up having to deal with all the complaints and the issues. You buy a cigar at, say, an event like March Madness. It's a closeout. You leave with all of your cigars, and let's say you drop $1,000. You leave with your $1,000 worth of cigars. You go home. You have a locker, and now you want to bring cigars that have been closed out back into the store and put them in your locker so that you can pull out of your locker. Yay or nay? Thou shalt not bring cigars into a cigar shop. Correct. Once they have left, they have left yep. the building. If you put them directly in your locker, yeah. is that acceptable? Yeah. Yes, it is. I agree. Thou shalt not bring cigars into a cigar shop. Thou shalt not bring a sandwich into a restaurant. Thou shalt not bring a bottle of beer into a bar. A bar. Yeah, you can't bring leftover Chinese food back into the Chinese restaurant the next day. Yeah. So that that's it. And I... I I hate to say it, but it's very, very important for the brick-and-mortar stores. We're struggling here. Well, let's look You've at... You've got to keep them alive. Yeah, look, at, look at Toys R Us. They just filed for bankruptcy because of online sales. Yeah. If you went and bought a toy every once in a while, you'd have a place to go buy a toy when you mm -hmm. needed one in a pinch. Mm -hmm. 
but right. now you can't. And if you bought the toy, you can't bring it back to play with it in Toys R Us. <laughs> well, you, you shouldn't. <laughs> no. But you can play with it before you purchase it. Yes. You can play with it while it's there. And you there. bring, yeah, it'd be like, I mean, it's silly. If only but that was the case with prostitution. You go. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Barry, You're shut off, shut too? Off. Yeah. I'm buzzed. I could tell. I'm beyond buzzed. Yeah, you, you really, I mean, if you think about it in terms of right now, we probably have three or four spots left in the parking lot because everybody is up here, and, and we love them being up here. And as a result of the show, a lot of these guys are care package recipients. So did they buy the cigar from us? Yes, but when they come in, they should buy a cigar at Two Guys Smoke Shop because for the, at the very least, you're taking up a parking spot for someone that would come in and buy cigars. If there's no place to park. There's no place for someone to park and come in and buy it's, cigars. It's happened. I've talked to customers say I came by, I could not get in, and uh, that was it. I, I left. And the, it, it, you buy a let's say you buy a box of cigars today, and you want to take a, a cigar out, and you smoke that cigar. That's fine. But again, once you leave the plane of the door, once the, those cigars leave the building, it's game over. The next time you walk in, you got to buy a cigar. So not that I have to add any fuel to the fire here, but you got a cigar going. It's in the car. You're driving over here. You come in. You got a cigar going. You can walk in with the lit cigar. You can cigar. walk in with the lit cigar, but you still got to buy a cigar. Yep. This is not. This is not a clubhouse. You cannot walk in with a lit cigar and think you're covered for the next two hours. Yeah. We're paying for the internet yep. that you're using. We're paying for the cable TV that you're using. We're paying for the lights that you're using and the heat that you're using. You just do the right and thing. And taking up a spot. And you're taking up a spot. And I'm not saying you got to buy a $30, 100-rated Atabay Spiritus. Mm. So, so we had... Buy a Dos Ombre You know what was bucks. interesting is we had these folding chairs that mm. we, we were dumping out at March Madness from, from manufacturing. We had a handful of them that were there anyway. So very inexpensive, $5 or whatever. All the chairs are removed from March Madness because we need every single spot. Who <laughs> people buying the chair to sit in the Buying the chair, and they would sit down. It was, I'm like, oh, my God, this, they're so original. And, and they said, what should we do? And I said, no, the guy should get an extra something off or something because it's very original. It was very good. See, very I, good. I'm lucky enough that you allow me to visit your competitors. And if I walk into said cigar shop with a cigar already lit, instead of buying one, I buy two. I'm going to buy the one I'm going to smoke, but because I'm already smoking one, I'm going to buy the second one, and then I'm going to smoke that Another a couple time. of days later yeah. because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, just do the right thing. You're smoking God. a cigar and a half, cigar and three quarters. I like, to, I like to live my life as do unto others, right? Would you want somebody doing that to you? Correct. No. So that's all. Just, just go there and make believe like it was yours, and what do you want to do? You know, you want to mess the mm. bathroom up and walk out the door? Clean up around yourself. Very. You want to mm. leave your your coffee cup and you mess around you and, and have somebody else clean up after mm -hmm. it, if you want them to do that to you, no. So By the you, way, Dave, I might have a lead on a 1492 via the chat room. Really? We'll talk after the show. <laughs> All right. Red-banded, you know, there's yep. been fake things out there and stuff. This the, is important to be that. The guy says they can be had, and I will let you know what he's saying the price is. Boy, I've searched yeah. for years. Yeah. I mean, I got eight years mm -hmm. into this, ten years into this already. Hmm. I've asked him to email me. I'll forward right. you the email. Thank you. We'll Thank, see if it happens. Thank you. All right, it's the power of the Cigar Authority right there. All right, so we're, we're in overtime right now, so let's call it quits. Uh, last call here on the Camacho Ecuador. It's pretty good, man. Pretty good. It, it's Not as powerful as I thought nah. it was going to be. Uh, medium plus. Uh, I'm liking it. Good cigar. 
I'm not turning green. I like the I like the balance between the um, the bitter or sour components yep. of that lemongrass taste that I'm getting, and then the sweetness of the molasses. Yep. It's a nice bounce back and forth. Sometimes you get a little more bitter. Sometimes you get a little more sweet. I dig it. Yeah, for me, I'm getting a little bit a little bit of mocha, and a little bit of that bitterness as well. Yeah. So it's a nice yin yang. Yeah, good cigar, good cigar. All right, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Next week, we will put cigars in their price ranges. We'll find the best cigars in each price range. Best low price cigars, best value, seven dollars, ten dollars, and ultra premiums. Until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And there is no way you learned anything in the last two hours. So always remember Don't drink to and drive. keep the lid end out of your mouth. Opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.